This is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. If you've been following the news lately, you know that in recent weeks, we've lost so many of our legends, our icons, our elders. You know about Betty White. You know about Sidney Poitier. Over the weekend, we also lost another. Now, he wasn't a household name, but he left his mark on American history. I'm talking about iconic photographer Steve Shapiro. He died Saturday at 87 in his home here in Chicago. And even if you don't know his name, you know his work. Martin Luther King's 1963 March in Selma. The set of The Godfather. The campaign trail for Robert Kennedy. Shapiro was there for it all, behind his lens, capturing it for us and for history. So joining me now for more on Shapiro's life and impact is Jason Mark. He's the senior producer for WBEZ's Curious City podcast and is a photographer himself and a friend of Steve Shapiro. Hi, Jason. Hi, Sasha. How are you? Doing well. Great to have you back. Also here is another friend of Shapiro's, David Fahey, co-founder and director of the Fahey Klein Gallery in Los Angeles. Hi, David. Welcome. Sasha, how are you? Thank you. And hi, Jason. How are you? Hi, David. I'll start with you, Jason. Uh, Steve Shapiro was known for his photography of icons and legends from Ali to Brando to, to Bowie. Going behind the work for a minute, though, tell us who was Steve to you? Well, Steve to me, yeah, was this unbelievable photographer that had been witness to history and had uh, documented and photographed uh, so much of American life and so much about what was important uh, in the second half of the 20th century, and I'm sure we're going to talk about his photographs, but to me, he became uh, a friend, he became a mentor, he was this guy with a gigantic heart, and, you know, when artists create something, uh, a piece of them is in that thing that they made, a painting, a sculpture, uh, a choreography for a dance, and of course, a photograph, and Mm -hmm. I can see Steve's heart and his passion and his compassion for people in everything he did. And over the last, well, over a decade, I became very close with him and he became very close with, uh, he and his wife became very close with my family and uh, they became almost surrogate grandparents to my kids. And so we just had uh, a lovely, lovely relationship with this man. David, when did you first meet Steve? Uh, I met Steve in the 90s. Uh, rock and roll uh, photographer Jim Marshall introduced us. <clears throat> he was a personal friend, excuse me, and fellow photographer. Steve uh, uh, was terrific. Uh, what I was uh, thoroughly amazed at the breadth and depth of his photographic archive. That's what set him apart from his colleagues. Um, he just photographed everything, and it was so... Uh, exciting to see this work and new and fresh photojournalism. Um, we met and uh, immediately when I saw his work, I wanted to uh, do a book with Steve. And so we worked together on his first publication called American Edge. And um, it really was uh, a kind of an overview of the tumultuous 60s across the strata of all the, the edge of our culture. Um, we he photographed the disenfranchised of the times, the migrant farm workers, feminists, artists, Harlem, civil rights, 
and I had the pleasure of working uh, of working with Steve in editing this first book, American Edge. Is there any specific photograph from Steve uh, in your gallery that you would say is very impactful to you and, and to other visitors? Well, yeah. So still many with us? great pictures, uh, but I could tell you one that really stands out. It was uh, Martin Luther King's uh, room just after his assassination. Uh, when Steve, uh, he, he uh, approached Life magazine to do a, a story on, on King, and he went down to Memphis right away. And the first thing he did was he walked into the uh, boarding house, rooming house, where the assassin uh, shot from. He photographed the room. The bathtub he stood in, his handprint on the wall, and the window looking out to the Lorraine Motel. And he also, he made photographs there, which were very impactful. And he also, when he was done, went over to the hotel to and uh, knocked on the room, uh, Martin Luther King's room. Uh, the men in the room knew, knew <coughs> Steve, and they invited him in. And he also made this this incredible photograph of the emptiness of this room. Uh, Martin Luther King uh, on the television set, uh, all of his personal effects around, and kind of uh, giving us this message that we're going, what we're going to be seeing now is only King in the media. Uh, that's, what, that's what was left, this empty room. And this is a strong, powerful uh, group of photographs that he made. Jason, what would you say made Steve's photography stand out? Well, I mean, I think, like I said, uh, you know, you, you could see his passion for people and his compassion for people. Um, I, I think he had this way of shooting that was, he described it as he liked being a fly on the wall. And so he would embed himself with these people, many of them uh, who are used to being photographed all day and all night, and somehow capture something special about them, capture what made them special. He had uh, a knack for drawing personalities out of people, and he also had a knack for just sort of seeing, for being in the moment and capturing uh, a, a look, a raised eyebrow, a corner of a mouth in a little bit of a smile, mm. just clicking that button at that right moment when all the other photographers around that person would miss that moment, Steve would see that moment and be ready for it and uh, really give that moment to the world. Yeah, I have plenty of situations where I would love to be a fly on the wall, Jason. So, so I, yeah. I love that uh, that reference there. What do you think it was that that motivated Steve to stick with photography over the years? Um, I just thought that it was his way of communicating. Uh, he loved doing it. I think he fell in love with photography as a kid. And he never lost that love. And I think that that was just his way of um, speaking to the world and showing his point of view just in the same way a writer would, just in the same way as a painter would. And he was never hung up in the 
a technical side of things. There's a lot of us who really geek out about the latest and greatest equipment, especially over the last 20 years, the advancements that have been made in digital photography. It feels like every month there's a newer, better, faster camera that comes out. And Steve told me on many occasions that he barely knew how to work his camera, <laughs> all right? but he knew how to look through that eyepiece We'd never and know. be ready to capture the perfect moment. We would never have known. Wow, interesting. Well, <laughs> yeah. I, I want to play a little bit here of, of Steve. This is when he was on WBEZ in 2019, and he was talking about the power of photography. So I think pictures changed people. Uh, I, photogra- I photographed immigration. I photographed Black Lives Matter. I photographed the women's movements. And basically, I think people relate to word, to pictures much more easily than words, particularly today when concentration is limited to 15 seconds or less. Uh, pictures tell a story, and I want to help in terms of all of that. That's what my life is about at this point. Well said. Uh, David, his work had a wide range, right, from Summer of Love to civil rights protests, as we heard him talk about, uh, to famous movie sets. How often do you come across photographers who have an eye for such a variety of art? Well, this is, once again, something that sets Steve apart. He he always said he photographed from, he made photographs from poodles to presidents. And, uh, uh, of course, extreme uh, images in the civil rights period. But also he was... He was a talented image maker that created powerful photographs with passion and grace. Uh, his his photographs uh, were objective but also interpretive. He was an expert storyteller with a with a single image as well as with a photo essay. And he made images that are were informational, emotional, and truth telling. Um, he also, I think, he made a record of a time and place. Uh, which, which had a way of addressing the collective feelings of past and present in our culture and society. And uh, the breadth of his work was astonishing when I, when I saw um, what he was doing. Um, it, it, I just couldn't believe it. Uh, he just managed to, he worked in film. He made the first cover of People magazine. He was on the set of so many important films. And he made an iconic photographs. Um, what set Steve apart again was with each photo essay, he managed to create memorable and indelible single images, which is sometimes rare in photojournalism. Yeah, um, yeah he was just the consummate storyteller, and with that single image, that's the one you remember. Yeah. Um, if you're just tuning in, we are talking with David Fahey of the Fahey Klein Gallery in L.A., and also with WBEZ's Jason Mark, we're discussing the life, legacy, and incredible body of work of Chicago photographer Steve Shapiro. He died over the weekend at the age of 87. And uh, both of our guests knew Shapiro and his work very well. Um, I want to play another clip from Steve. He was on WBEZ talking about a photo that he took in the 60s and how it resonates today. It's a middle-aged woman standing there in Selmer, Alabama, and she has a sign which says, Stop Police Killings. This is 1965, and here we are today with a problem which may not be quite as intense as that, but still lives with us and is not. It shows that history 
changes but does does not totally go away. Jason, let's talk about another photo. He told you that one of his favorites from the civil rights era was a, a picture of a teenage boy with paint on his face and the word vote on his forehead. Yes. Yeah, that, Tell I mean, us, that, that was, yeah, what's the that story was there? always one of his favorites. And I think that it just, it spoke, uh, it, it in many ways wrapped up uh, so much of the civil rights movement. Everything about it is contained in that one picture. I mean, that's what's so amazing sort of about what Steve could do. I've got so many favorites, but I mean, there's a, there's a photo of MLK and he's surrounded by other faces and he's gazing out in the distance. And Steve explained to me that Dr. King was always aware of the danger uh, that his life was in danger. He was looking all the time for sudden moves in the crowd. He was looking for mm. someone reaching into their coat and pulling out a gun. And when you hear that story and then you see that photograph, you can really just viscerally feel that. Uh, Robert Kennedy, during his run for president, you know, he's standing in a car with his arms outstretched down at his side, and people are reaching out to touch him and grab his hand. And it's like a Jesus moment. I think of the Sam wow. Cooke song, If I Could Touch the Hem of His Garment, I'll Be Made Whole by Sam Cooke. People are reaching out to touch uh, uh, RFK almost in that same way. And it's just image after image after image that Steve was able to capture, it's, you can feel it. Everything is just so real and so visceral and so human. You know, we, we remember Steve Shapiro as, as this legendary artist, but David, how do you think he would want to be remembered? Well, he, I think probably his work in civil rights, um, you know, he, he, he traveled with James Baldwin through the South, uh, inspired by Baldwin's piece in the New Yorker, uh, The Fire Next Time. Um, and they traveled for quite some time, and uh, while, while they documented, Steve documented the people, circumstances, and conditions they witnessed. And um, I think his photographs have contributed to the long overdue racial reckoning. Uh, and the pictures are both arresting, artful, and speak to the heart of this nonviolent rebellion. Um, mm. Steve said that Baldwin's influence uh, uh, and, and change hastened the movement for black voting, school integration, and especially the attitudes of the Kennedy government for nationwide reform. Um, you know, they, they did everything. They spent time with uh, Medgar Evers, James Meredith, um, and he got to know James Baldwin uh, somewhat. And so I think his civil rights photographs probably yeah. are the, that's the work that I think he felt was the most important. I think you might be right. Uh, Ten seconds, Jason. I'll give you the last word. I mean, in addition to his incredible body of work, I just have to say that he was sweet and warm and caring and hilarious <laughs> at times. And... Uh, beyond everything that I learned from him, 
uh, I'm just going to, and my family is uh, just going to miss him very, very much. What a loss. That was WBEZ's Jason Mark and David Fahey of the Fahey Klein Gallery in Los Angeles. Thank you both. Want more context on the top issues of the day? Find the podcast, WBEZ's Reset, wherever you listen.